After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. further review yes that is right we are live in the studio we have not been in the studios i think since late february actually because we weren't maybe even march right before the rona hit as i like to call it short and hashtag rona and now we're back in here in middle well, early august and uh, they are opening up the student union here at the University of Toledo, slowly opening up. The building manager has told me we are wearing our masks. Masks are required into the building. And when we get done with the show, as you can see, if you're watching on the live feed, we do have the Lysol. So we will be uh, disinfecting in the studio town <laughs> as we're trying to keep everybody safe. Uh, different times call for different measures. Hopefully you guys were listening to some of the replays on Saturdays, 11 to one or listening to us on our podcast on soundcloud.com and on Apple iTunes. I hope you were uh, Frank getting a lot of listens. I mean, one time I think it was up to 84, 70 something listens right. in 48 hours. Some of them playing old shows yeah. a few months ago. Some of the, the updated stuff. I know David the Man of God Harris has his congregation. Maybe they're listening. I know they're listening to some of your stuff as well. But today, uh, a really interesting day. Uh, some big news. Actually, it kind of fed into uh, what we were going to get into talking about whether or not there's going to be a football season for high school football. But we just found out a little over an hour ago. There won't be any uh, football or go Rockets from Anthony Bellino as the MAC has canceled fall sports, including football. Yeah, and I would say that that was not a huge shock to me because given the given the fact that a lot of the major conferences were going to conference only schedules, that wasn't going to allow the the MAC or any of the uh, group of five conferences to get any of that revenue from those games. So, and they weren't, so they weren't going to get too much from conference games anyway. Hey, to begin with, other than from attendance and everything like that, there's a bigger picture here though. Yeah, there is. Huh? The, the one thing I will tell you this is, is that um, there are some organizations that are going to get hit more. Other colleges are going to get hit by the MAC not having football. And one of the things is, is that, other co- local colleges around here, the smaller colleges, actually raise fundraise money for their programs by working the concession stands or working tickets or doing whatever they need to do to help the football team, extracurricular stuff. With the MAC canceling this, that hurts other schools. It's one program is, as I know, it's probably going to be Lourdes Baseball. I know they, uh, their head coach. I, I actually work for his wife, a fantastic woman, Tandy Bradford, Josh Bradford. Yeah, at, I know Josh. Too. He's over at Lourdes, and they do things with Bowling Green State University football to raise money for the program. And now with this being canceled, it, it, it puts a little wrench in there where 
that that little extra extra revenue ain't coming in now. So this is this is this is big news here. This is just not. Oh no, there's no football going on now. They say they will try to move it to the spring. We'll see how that works. But right now, with this whole pandemic thing going on, it, it, it it's just crazy times. Just to think that on a crisp Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, there will not be any rocket football. Or Tuesday evening or Wednesday. Well, that's in November. That right now, we're we're talking about August and September, yeah. Frank. Not talking about the cold days of November because it ain't a crisp afternoon or evening in November. It's basically brutally cold. Or when we've done games in the past, somehow it's been unseasonably warm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I would also like to welcome in uh, from FridayNightVictors.com and the athletic director at Dearborn Advanced Tech Academy, Chris Schultz, has joined us on Facebook, and he's asking if the Lysol can in the video is a metaphor. No, he's a smart man, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. It makes, makes you let you know that we are being safe, because there's some people that are, are saying that schools should be closed, and then there's some people that are saying that we shouldn't go back, that we should still be shut up in the house. Unfortunately... You can't really do that. I mean, I, I totally understand if that's your preference or whatever, but we can't be just holding on to life and saying, you know, being held hostage to this pandemic. I mean, yeah. eventually you're going to have to move on with life. I mean, heck, we got the flu. We got other type of viruses that are out there and it's not holding us back. I understand it's new, but at the same time, if you're doing your precautions like you're supposed to be doing, the chances of you probably getting the virus are going to be slim to none. But then again, in Ohio, DeWine tested positive and then he tested negative. And yeah. I'm sure he was using the mask and social distancing. So, like I said, my views with this is if this is as contagious as the common cold, eventually everyone's going to get it. I wouldn't be surprised if I took an antibody test or whatever. I might have had it because I had something similar to this in December. And you said you might have had something in February. So we don't know that. This could have been around longer before it even got confirmed in the United States. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, and of course, going back to Governor DeWine testing positive and then all of a sudden negative. I think that kind of goes to show you how effective these tests are because Matthew Stafford of the Lions, he had a positive test come back and then he had three straight negative tests come back and they realized that he had a false positive and that kind of and there was people that freaked out about that and of course his wife Kelly wasn't really too pleased about how that was being handled but again that's kind of how things are sometimes so I mean thankfully he was okay as a result and I mean truthfully we do have to have a form of testing that's going to be effective and at least show you how it's going to work. I mean, I've had people suggest have a fit, have a, a certain levels. Like if you test positive but you're symptom free, then you're at this level. If you test positive, you have a couple symptoms here. You're in the next one up. If you test positive and you've got pretty much everything, then you're the next level up. Well, if you have everything, if you test positive, you have everything. You're probably going to be in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't coming out. If you got everything and you test positive, I'm hoping that you're not surrounding yourself around people. Yeah. But I mean, we mentioned Jason Candle, the head yeah. football coach tested positive. Yeah. He was asymptomatic. asymptomatic. Yeah. I mean, that, ha- that happened. I mean, that happens sometimes and you, but of course, you've seen others test positive who are full, who are fully healthy. They don't have symptoms, and then they recover. And there are those who were, and I mean, I'll get, I'll get to that later. What's happened to them? 
But, I mean, we mentioned the Mac canceling their fall season. I know they want to say, oh, we're going to move to spring. I mean, I'm not really sure how it's going to work from a logistical standpoint. And, quite frankly, I think that's going to really put the screws to baseball uh, because you're going to draw attention away from that. And, of course, the reason I say that is because I actually know two gentlemen who are going to be playing at BG and – he wants to after graduate. they after they canceled the season, then they got well. They canceled the program, then they ended up raising money for the program. Yeah, and that, yeah, because they had committed. Then when they dropped the program, they open reopened their commitment. And then when they brought it back, they recommitted. It would head so. But really, how does that take away from baseball and, and college sports? I mean, let's face it, baseball is going to be probably played throughout the week. Yes, they do have weekend series. But football's only played on a Saturday. I mean, where, yeah. where 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 does this take away from? And baseball doesn't get a lot of fans anyway. And, and oh, hey, yeah, that's true. If you think about it, if baseball's playing at the same time as football, they might have more fans trickle in. You never know. I mean, yeah, that is a possibility. But my concern is where where's everyone's attention going to be? I mean, because it ain't on baseball. It, it wasn't on baseball in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you, really, the only I mean, let's be honest, Frank. The only, <laughs> the only way you're going to tune into Mac baseball is if you're uh, if you're just an absolute junkie or a scout, or if you know somebody on the team. Which, in exactly. my case, that's kind of my deal because I know several I know several uh, guys who are playing at Mac schools or are going to be playing at Mac schools. So, I mean, I may just tune and see how they're doing. And you know, hopefully, God willing, I could make it to a game and all that. And yes, Jordan, I'm aware baseball doesn't get that attention. Right. It doesn't, but it doesn't I like it. As I was saying, unless you, you only really give it attention if you're, um, if you're a baseball junkie or let's say you're a prospect scout. I know I have a friend who is a prospect scout. Or if you happen to know somebody on the team, you just want to know how they're doing or you want to see them in action. So we debunked that theory of yours. What's your next theory about how this logistically can't work for football in the spring? Well, and I mean, this is something that I've seen brought up, and I mean, this isn't my view personally. How is it going to work from the offseason with such a short offseason? Are they going to have time to recover from injuries? Is it Risk for injury is going to be that much greater. Her, for what? I mean, let's say you, you go play a football season in the spring. It starts in April, starts in like March, and then gets done with everything like May, June. And I mean, obviously, around June, probably around June, July, you don't have too much going on except for maybe some summer workouts and stuff, some some conditioning. And then once August rolls around, boom, fall camp again. I mean, this is the, how how are they going to handle having that short a time in between seasons? And I know people are expressing concerns about injuries as well. Well, it is what it is. Once again, this is a, a, a different time. It's dire straits. It is what it is. Right now, we're more worried about people trying to catch a virus than someone having an ankle injury. Or, <laughs> or you know, if you blow a knee, you're going to be out for a year anyway. You know, if you got to rest a hamstring, and remember these 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 are these are kids, so they're eighteen to twenty three, maybe twenty four years old, so their bodies can recover a little bit better than maybe someone that is in their thirties. But the fact of the matter is, right now, for the safety, and, and people have a lot of concern. There's still people that are scared to go out. There's even NFL football players are like, yeah, you know, I don't want to give this to my family members. So right now, 
if they need to move it to the spring and that's better, that's fine. We'll cross that bridge when there's a quick turnaround to go to next year if there's fall sports. But right now, I think it's I think this might be the route to go. Yeah, and here another interesting point too is those who are going to have aspirations of playing in the National Football League. Obviously, the draft is in April. How is that? How is that going to work out? I know you don't see as many of guys from the group of five conferences being first round picks. I know you get a couple of you get a few here and there. But if let's say let's say for for example, you have that uh that Eric Fisher or Corey Davis type of player at a at a school, they probably they're more than likely gonna end up opting out because they wanna be able to play in the NFL. They want to prepare for that. Well, how, how you, you you're you're getting prepared? Okay, they have the draft in April. You get drafted, okay, and you just finish out your season and you're done. Yeah, but I mean, how, I mean, they're obviously not going to be able to go to the NFL Combine. But I mean, I don't think that's no, a huge deal. That's not a huge deal because that's just the the underwear bowl. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you do pro days. They do pro days at the colleges. You're still you're playing the game of football, and and let's face it, they're scouting you how you play the game in the actual game, not some type of drills. I mean, you can you can be a drill stud and a game dud. So I want to see what you do in the game. You're well, you mentioned you mentioned that, and I think you're you're dead on. I mean, you're gonna it's gonna be a better opportunity for scouts to see these guys in game action. So I mean, that's the, I think you can take that as a positive. But also, I mean, and Jordan brings this up too. He says NFL prospects will sit out due to risk of injury because let's say they get hurt, they get hurt in the spring, and how's that? Well, their their draft stock could be affected severely, and then they probably, depending on recovery time, not able to play until later on in the season. That's obviously. I mean, that's a risk you got to take. You're coming up with all this stuff. Look, it, it, right now at this particular time, they, they had to, they had to make this move for the Mac. They just had to. They lost a lot of money. Now, moving it to the spring, it probably helps one way because they're they're going to probably be the only game in town. So maybe they can recoup some of that money from television. I think that's oh, part yeah. of it because the the Big Ten, the, all the Power Fives are going to still they're still planning to play in the fall. So they'll be done. Mac plays in the spring. If they're the only ones that are playing in the spring, they're the only ones that will have the eyeballs on them in, on on television. And let's be fa- let's face it, Mac football. I'd rather watch than the XFL. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. And it, yeah. it, the first week of the XFL got some really good numbers, and then when people found out it was basically trash can football, <laughs> they were like, "No, we're not watching this anymore." Yeah, that wasn't me. I mean, I've got my. I mean, I've said in the past too, pro football going on year round just doesn't work because you're like, okay, let's season's over. Yeah, we'll miss it, but eventually you're going to want to break from it and right. see what else is going on. And nobody wants to watch. I, I, I yeah. mean, it's pro football, but they're not the elite of the elite, and it, yeah. it does look bad. And it's it's just as bad as probably watching semi pro football on a hot muggy day in August here at the Glass Bowl with some of those teams. I mean, there's guys that have a little bit of potential of maybe going to the next level, but half of the guys, you know, they're weekend warriors drinking beer after the game. It's mm-hmm. like, and in cases and cases of beer. 
Yeah. Jordan Bolin, by the way, is the, the new head coach at the uh, at Bedford. We had mentioned that uh, earlier in the show on one of the podcasts on yeah. one of the tape shows. So we'd like to welcome Jordan in the comments. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. but And kind of how this – and another thing, too, with will we end up having a full-blown college season this fall? I mean, we've seen – UConn already go ahead and cancel their season. I know people are well, going to say, oh, they, well, that's UConn. They're not well, they're that a dumpster was, there's, fire. There's a reason. They were independent. And yeah. obviously with everyone doing only conference games, no one's going to let them come in and play. Now, some people say, well, they could have played against the Big Ten teams, Maryland and Rutgers regionally, maybe played some ACC teams like Syracuse. Uh, Boston College. But let's face it, when you're on the outside looking in, the insiders aren't going to let you in into the into the club, so they kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like nobody's going to let us play them because we're not in a conference and we're not bringing in any money. And obviously, Notre Dame's not going to let them come in and give them a chunk of that change either. So obviously, UConn had to kind of say, you know what, we're independent. We're not affiliated with any conference. We kind of need to go, you know, shut it down. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's going to depend on too is. How many how many programs are doing well with guys testing positive? Because I know a few weeks ago, Michigan State had a number of players and coaches. They tested positive, and they had to shut down for a couple of weeks. And they actually just got back to opening fall camp yesterday. And I know that Rutgers had a number of positive cases, and they had to shut down um, as well. I mean, you hope to God that nothing like this happens in season, and then all of a sudden, oh, we can't play, hey, and then you so, got nothing. Coming back to the point of Jordan Bowen saying that players are sitting out because of the combine, how is that any different than uh, players sitting out because they want to miss the bowl game? I, I mean, people, players do it anyway. You know, they play the little season. I ain't playing in the bowl game. I, I got to work on my NFL stock, you know. Well, it's more, that's more so players who either A – pretty much have a know they're going to be drafted in the first few rounds or and also they're not playing in the college football playoff because for one what do you what do you what do you what do you really have to gain let's say everyone's sees what you can do what do you have to gain by going out and playing in a bowl game where all you really play for is just some dinky little trophy? And, well, you get watches and you get, you know, yeah, you get, a swag you get bag. your, yeah, your swag bag and all that. But I mean, we let's say, God forbid, something happens to you and you like Jalen Smith when the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State a few years ago, he blew his knee out and it it damn near ended his career. That's true. Or Gahey against the Ohio State yeah. in the national championship game. Yeah, I mean, if it ha- I mean, if it happens in like the playoffs, like where you're trying to play for something and bring home the hardware, that I see that as kind of different. But I mean, if you're just playing in the uh, playing in the uh, Steel Power Tools Bowl and somewhere, I don't. You don't really have much to get. You don't really have much to gain. It's really those guys who don't have. Anything to gain, but they have a lot to lose. So, I mean, and I know people will go on and bitch and say, oh, well, it's not, they're not loyal. They don't care. Like, you realize they're trying to protect their investment. That's really all it is. I mean, do I, do I, I mean, do I like it when I turn a bowl game on and I see that big name players aren't playing? I'm like, yeah, it's disappointing, but at the same time, 
I understand why it's happening. Right. Now, moving on, as we have this, now let's talk about what's going on with uh, high school football. Now, we'll talk a little bit about actually what's going on in Ohio. And this is what OSHA came out Friday, August 7th. This is what OSHA put out. Regular season games will begin the week of August 24th, same regular season starting date as usual. Then all teams eligible to enter the OSHA playoffs, which will begin on October 9th. New regions will be determined in September. Number of playoff rounds dependent on, upon the number of schools entering the playoffs in each division. Coaches in each region, region will seed all playoff teams in the region to form a bracket similar to other OSHA team sports. Schools eliminated from the OSHA playoffs or that choose not to enter the OSHA playoffs have the option to schedule additional regular season contests through Saturday, November 14th. Maximum of 10 regular season contests permitted. Oof. That's uh, quite a bit to uh, digest there. I mean, I've, I've actually got Jordan Strack's Twitter up right now, just trying to look see what he's got to say. And, of course, what here do you in, have to say, Frank? Well, you know, you choose. I mean, uh, from, from, a fa- from a fan standpoint, look, I can appreciate that they're actually trying to do this. I mean, yeah, it's going to be kind of. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a lot more watered down, and the quality may not be as good. Why is it gonna be watered down? Well, because I'm. I mean, remember we had this talk. What is it? A few months ago, when OSHA decided to expand the playoffs with the 16 teams, not this year, but the year after, yeah. or something like that in each because you're like, yeah, you're letting in, you're letting in teams that are losing, for records. lack of a better word, doo doo, and who and they're just asking but to I, get rickrolled. Let, let's be honest. There's going to be some coaches that know. Let's face it. If you're 0-6 and you know your team is straight doo-doo, as you like to say, you don't want to get rickrolled in the playoffs. I'm sure they will pass and say, look, guys, it's going to be a waste of our time to even be in the playoffs. There's no way that you know, you're know you going to be clubbing baby seals in this tournament. So we'll, we'll kind of bow out. So I, I hopefully some coaches have the mo- that common sense to say, look, you know, we're a little in over our heads and we're going to kind of gracefully get out of this. Yeah, but also in he, he kind of here in the Toledo area, we have um, the City League, which has gone ahead and canceled fall sports altogether. And of course, they're gonna well, they're postponed. Yeah, well, they said they'd make a decision on winter sports in. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's 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 yeah, let's, we'll, let's, let's let's tell the I truth know. here. Fall sports can start up in October. Is right now it's postponed. It's not fully canceled, and people started putting it out there. No, they're postponed. So okay. the, let's not put out that misinformation that they canceled the entire season because they didn't. Because if they wanted to, they can pick up in October and start the sports up. So yeah. key word is postponed, not canceled. Yeah, but this was something that Strackpost said about athletic directors across Lucas County are now scrambling to figure out what to do if. Schools can't play football until October 1st, and they're starting the playoffs on October 9th. Obviously, that's going to mean— that's T- he's, ta- he's referring to TPS. Yeah, that, that obviously means that they're not going to end up uh, being eligible for postseason. No, but they can still schedule six to four games. Oh, yeah. It says right here, you can, if you don't want to be in the, the actual bracket, you can still schedule games after that. So you can have from October— so November 14th to schedule games, which, by the way, 
after October 1st, if, if they were to resume at TPS, they were going to do a six-game season anyway. So in, in retrospect, TPS could technically get their six-game season in. Now, it'll be a very big scramble because if anyone knows anything about scheduling in high school sports, it is tough. It is very tough to, to book schools and make sure nobody uh, uh, cancels and you got to make sure that the field's available and all the you know staffs available to run run the games and stuff like that. It is it is a nightmare, and and, it, and a lot of ads thought it kind of sucked that OSHA kind of threw it on them at four forty five with an email and said, "Oh hey, this is what the plan is." And then next thing you know, you got to start doing some you know scheduling. And some people just think it's it's that simple. It, Ad work is very hard. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's, it's just not get on the phone and you know this isn't this isn't Pop Warner here, everyone. This is this is kind of major. There's a lot of other intricacies playing into this where you also got to deal with the school administration, the superintendents. It's a lot higher up. You just not you know this isn't the 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 Pop Warner league where you just worry about Pop Warner. No, this is bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, and also, but also. Go, apparently, Governor DeWine hasn't given his approval yet for this as well. Which one that, thing I, I will that say kinda, is that kind of that, that raises a lot of concern for me because they have this plan to say, "Oh, here we go. This is what we're going to do." Everybody's scrambling. Then cut scene. The governor says, "We're not playing." And no, then it's all it, for naught. Here's, here's the problem. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Here's the problem. They need to make a definitive decision. I think they need to move fall sports to spring. Personally, I, I you see baseball, softball have been playing throughout the summer, going through the precautions. They've even had summer AAU basketball. And, I mean, it, it, it's worked. Now, I don't know about any of the testing or whatever, but they are been strict at the AAU events about, you know, separating uh, uh, fans and teams, limiting spectators, once the game is over, you got to get out the building. They make sure they sanitize everything. They've been real strict with that. Same thing with the baseball. You're not allowed to have fans in the actual stadium, but they can be around the stadium um, if they so choose to do that. And so far, I haven't heard any complaints about that. I don't understand why they won't do that. Then again, though, I have learned that, <laughs> and I hate to say this, I never let an educator run a business because it it it, it is a freaking disaster. It, it it's just so much politics that get involved, and it, it's so much. No one wants to look at anyone else's perspective. I, I'm pretty sure OSHA doesn't want to be the bad guy and move it and upset different administrators and parents. But you need to make a definitive decision because it's not fair to anyone. No one's winning in this because now you got to make up all these different plans, and like you said. Governor DeWine could say yay and then in a couple of weeks say nay and then nobody wins. So I don't understand. Like I said, I respect the Mac of what they've done. They said we're going to do spring football. Good. Yeah. There's going to be some people that are going to gripe about it, but you need to come up and, and make a stand and make a decision. If you're going to go with the football and continue with the football, then continue with it. But don't play this game where we're, we're going day by day and, and saying, okay, we might do this, we might not. We have this contingency plan. I think OSHA should have been thinking about this in July. And when August came around, before even the, they started to practice, it just moved the fall sports. Now, they've been doing golf, which hmm. is cool. But like I said, if it's sports they have, you can do social distancing. That's what should be probably be doing this that right now. Football and some of the other sports that have high contact, you might need to move them. But that, that's just what it is. 
Yeah. You met, I mean, I find it interesting you say that they make a stand and come out and say that we're doing this, which I will, I will give OSHA credit for fully because up in my home state of Michigan, mm-hmm. it seems like MHSAA is just – Misha. Yeah. They're, they are being hesitant and wanting to play a shell game. Now, I actually, now, I actually wrote about this on a – article on FridayNightVictors.com that Chris Schultz and I collaborated on. On as to Do tell. Yeah. We yeah, because I said I said there won't be football. He said there will be. Now I preface my portion by saying that I was playing devil's advocate and I want football season. I'm coming out and saying that right now because there's a lot of people that are thinking, hey, oh Frank's saying there won't be, he doesn't want it. I'm gonna go ahead and say y'all are wrong. I want football. Look, I'm at, I'm going into my sixth season as a high school football official. Oh, and my third season on Friday Night Victors is going to be a lot different because with me moving on to Bedford for basketball, that frees me up to go to other games, and it's something I wanted. I want. I've always want. I've wanted to do. I mean, I got to do it a little bit last season, doing different, doing games on different days and covering different teams in the playoffs. That was something I looked forward to. And I said, if there's anyone that wants COVID-19 to go to the way of the Buffalo, it's me. But given the state of the matters with the virus, coupled with announcements that have come on, it's led me to believe that there won't be. And I know people are saying that they got Michigan's got to move to phase five first, which I'm not so sure that's going to happen. I mean... Given the the way the number of cases have come up, there's 600 to 700 a day. Look, I know deaths are down. They're averaging like anywhere from no deaths to maybe two here or there, here on a daily basis. And look, that's all well and good, but it's really the number of cases is why is why we end up seeing the state move to better phases. Is and of course. Right now, MHSA has limited activity to outdoor workouts. Nobody's able to, nobody's able to get in the weight room. Unless you got a weight set at home in your garage or you have a Planet Fitness membership, nobody's going to lift weights. And you got to spend time in the weight room if you're a football team. And of course, the goal I think the goal when and it was announced that activity could begin it was to move into the gym by July. That's not happened. And football can't have full contact practice on the expected date of August 12th. And also, scrimmages scheduled for the 20th of August, which I was supposed to work one as an official, that's not happening now. And also, the middle school scrimmages, which happen the first or second week of September after school returns, those aren't happening either. And also, I mentioned the MHSA being hesitant to act. Act, and there's really seeming to be like there's no indication that they're going to make a clear cut decision, and anytime soon. And this is what this is what a coach from one school said to me via text message: "Quote: They're prolonging the inevitable. Nothing is changing between now and in a few weeks." You might as well just pull the plug and get it over with. 
They're hoping that Governor Whitmer will do that for them so that way the MHSAA can point the finger at her, which I think is at, was the wrong thing to do. Right. Well, someone's got to be the scapegoat. Yeah. But, but go, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of people that don't like what the governor has done with the way she's handled it. I mean, there's... Well, at least she's trying to watch out for your safety. I know. I mean, there's, th- there's things that she's done that I'll, that I've been happy, that I like, and there's things that she's done that I was like, really, I don't understand the logic behind this, but you know what? I'm not going to go and point the finger at her for all that stuff because that's just not how I roll. And... But the re- that uh, the announcement around the time that I wrote this said it was just basically PC BSEs for saying we're going to keep kicking the can down the road and hope things are better. And I said this as well. Hope is not a strategy. Everybody needs to remember that. That's like taking a nap on the train tracks and hoping a train doesn't come by and run you over. And, of course, I mentioned other states, too. We've talked about what Ohio was doing. Illinois has said they're moving some of their fall sports to February and May, which that's being done without politicians having making their decision. And I asked, why can't we do the same thing? I mean, look, I get there's a lot of stuff you got to clear up logistically, but at least there's something that's clear and defined hind, that you're going to do instead of just saying, oh, we're just going to wait and hope and that's not going to cut it. And also, one more thing I would like to mention. These are amateur athletes we're talking about here. Because we've seen it going on in college where you have the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, and so on. Conference-only schedules to limit travel. And, of course, the MAC postponing their season. A lot of the D2 and D3, they've they've canceled or postponed their seasons. One of them is the MIAA, which... I think all but one or two of their universities are in Michigan. And if they're doing that in the interest of safety, shouldn't high school do the same? I mean, look, like I said, these are amateur athletes. They don't make a dime. And people say, well, the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, they're all playing. Those guys are paid. They're represented by a union. And college and high school kids aren't. Well, but also you got to understand the NBA and NHL have a, a very good a bubble, bubble, which and which the, 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 the test. What the, we'll we'll get to the bubble. There's going to be in the bubble discussion, Frank. We got to kind of wrap this yeah. up a little bit. But you, people have to also understand too. Another thing with with these athletics is that the tests are expensive. It, no one knows that basically, roughly, these tests cost between one hundred and thirty to one hundred forty dollars per person to test on someone. There's a lot of school districts that can't afford that, especially if you're going to be start doing weekly tests or test every two days, maybe at the beginning of the week or right before a contest. People can't afford that. You're absolutely right. I mean, if I mean if if I mean if MHSAA or even if OSHA was requiring testing to be done on a weekly basis or two days a week or whatever, no, there's no way a lot of these schools would be able to play. Right, you're gonna blow. They're gonna blow all their funds. And not- Dewine also did a lot of con- cut funding from education. So yeah, a lot of lot of places because of the COVID. Now a lot of schools have done hiring freezes or they've let go of administration. Or, you know, a lot of staffs can't hire on extra coaches or volunteer, you know, or not volunteers, but hire on maybe a coach that my coach might leave. And they say, well, you know, someone else is going to have to pick up the slack because because right now we, we can't really pay anybody. Yeah. 
And I also, and I mean, and I know people can say, well, the high school kids aren't going to catch it or be prone to it. I mean, that's partially true. I mean, you may get some kid in high school who catches it, may not know they have, not have any symptoms. But there could be someone in their family who has a compromised immune system. Um, and then as a result, that person unfortunately ends up gravely ill or dies. And nobody wants that to happen. And for anyone that thinks that those who are in great shape will be fine, again, that's not fully true. I've seen, I've heard of guys who have gotten this and they have recovered and been okay. But let's throw this name out here. Eduardo Rodriguez, who's a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. 27 years old, clean bill of health, no pre-existing conditions, no family history. Hurry. He tests positive. As a result, he's been diagnosed with cardiac myopathy, which is an enlo- which is an enlarged heart, and that requires extensive treatment. He's not really going to be able to play this season, and his career may be over as a result. And also, there was an offensive lineman from the University of Indiana whose name escapes me. He contracted COVID. And he got it really bad, and they thought that he was probably going to die. He's also developed cardiovascular issues as well. And look, I know it's a small sample size, but there's been studies done in Germany that they're seeing patients who have had COVID. Some are developing cardiovascular issues. Others are developing neurological issues. And look, I... And I know people are going to come at me and say, that's not everybody. I get that. But is it going to be worth the risk if someone tests positive and then later on down the road they end up with a heart condition that ends their career altogether? Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's it's tough. Uh, I personally think maybe the best idea is to move forward football possibly to the spring for high school but if they decide to go on with this i mean okay um the, the, we know the risks are there if they decide you know look this isn't good for my kid then you don't you don't play i mean it, it's it's that simple a lot of school districts are being recommended to go virtual until a certain date but like i said it's it, it is tough out here there's tough decisions to be made Obviously, some people are saying that you don't want it to the point where you might give it to a family member. You could get it, be asymptomatic and give it to a family member. I know that I've been kind of staying away from my mom and grandmother because I do go work. I am an essential worker because where I work at. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, you know, I wear a mask. I go in. But you, you never know. You, 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 as, as contagious as this thing seems, you could possibly have it. I, you know, and I don't want to be asymptomatic and give it to them, so I've been playing it safe. Now, I do know some people that are taking it to the extreme and want everyone to stay in the house. And people yeah. are making memes because Governor Wine said stop selling alcohol at ten o'clock, so the guess the Rona comes out at ten o one. I mean, I you know I, I see oh, that stuff. It, it's 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 kind of funny, but I try to do my part. Um, but at the same time, as soon as restaurants have opened, I've worn a mask in the establishment and then I take it off and I eat and, you know, I, I can't stop my life. I, you just can't do that. And we've had this pandemic happen before in 1918. And you've seen where there was people at football games back in 1918 with a mask on. 
Yeah. And the Spanish flu had several waves before it eventually died out. I think this was probably was going to happen with this one. Um, they're rushing to have a vaccine. We'll see. I mean, hopefully this is right now the new normal. You're just going to have to get used to it. But like I said, if, if you're not agreeing with what other people are doing, I, I try to like to look at people's different perspectives. I mean, I don't have to agree with you, but if someone wants to go out and party and, 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 and I, I wouldn't videotape it. And I think that's dumb. If you're going to go out and do some stupid stuff like that. Yeah. And, and now you're going to get crucified for it. I'm not going to be trying to get put on it on Instagram or Facebook live. Like, whoa, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. But you do know the risk being surrounded by all those people. So, like I said, you try to limit the number of people you're around. If you have to go to work, go to work. But make sure you're wearing, like here, we got to wear a mask when we come into the building. But it's when we're on the show. So you can hear us on the mic and not being muffled. We don't have that on. Now, after the show is over, as you can see on the live feed, we have the Lysol and everything. We'll kind of wipe everything down and then put our masks back on and walk out the building. Exactly. And, and I mean, also, I do want to make mention of kind of an update as to what's hap- happening in Michigan. I know Mark Yule, the head of MHSAA, has said he's come out and says he wants a season even though there's schools that have decided they're going to online only. Which is tough. There's some people that don't have great internet. Yeah. And stuff. So, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think they're trying to say, well, just because the, nobody's in the building doesn't mean we can't play. And I know there's going to be people that say, well, if they're able to play sports, they should be at school. And I guess the whole the whole thing about kids not being in the building – Paying for school and being online is kind of more politics than anything. That's something Mark said, and I mean, I, you can't really disagree with him there. There, and of course, I mean, obviously, if you're around, if you're at practice, you're with the same coaches, you're with the same players. You're not going to be different teams are going to be intermingling with each other. Like, say your JV football team is not going to go and hang around the cross country team mm-hmm. at practice. That's not going to happen. So I mean there there are there are I'm seeing I'm actually seeing ways that they're trying to make this work but I mean it's it's going to be something that I'm I'll have to believe it when I see it. I mean if I go if we I mean let's say a couple weeks from now football practice is still going on and they're saying you know what all the games are going to be played obviously we're going to have fan restrictions on how many people can be there. I mean, for me, as someone who covers teams for Friday Night Victors, what's that going to mean for me? I mean, I've I mean, I've already talked to uh, one athletic director whose game I plan on being at Week One. He said, "Yeah, you're good to be there. We're there ahead of time, so at least there's that." But I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of stuff to figure out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you hope doesn't happen. You hope that a whole team doesn't have a bunch of players test positive or anything. The most important thing is guys got to use common sense. Yeah, and we'll we'll pretty much end on that one right there. Is uh, you're right. Everyone has to have basically common sense. Coming up next. Oops, that's the wrong one. Uh, probably NHL. Well, no, we don't we'll do that last. What was the last thing that we had? Because I know we were gonna probably talk. Oh. NBA and NHL bubble. Yeah. And the NHL power play. Because David was, I don't know if he's even watching or listening. I know he gets a lot of busy. He was pessimistic about this. Well, 
and, and then we'll and then I'll ha- and I'll have something for everybody, basically, especially for David. And uh, let's just say that he might have to eat some crow. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but we'll we'll we'll, about we'll we'll talk about that next. Right. So you listen to 88.3 WHTs after further review. We're back in the studio. And uh, you can listen to us if you missed this part of the portion of the show on our podcast. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes with like a million other shows. I just realized that technically we've been doing podcasts for about eight years. Um, Just recently now, everybody's got a podcast. but We were kind of one of the originators on that. So obviously on SoundCloud, but now there's a whole bunch of different podcast apps now as well. So listen to 88.3 WHTs after further review on SoundCloud and iTunes with a picture of Frank Basher in the horse's head. When we return, how about the effectiveness of the NBA bubble and NHL bubble? I, I think there's been some positive results, but I know last week David had his reservations about it. Next on 88.3 WXUT. playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! 88.3 WSUT's 